Hey, this is Mike Bob, and I'm a guy who used to make things, and sometimes I still do. These days, I prefer making podcasts, and I have a new one called Soundtrack to My Life. On this podcast, I talk to different creative people about the music that shaped them. Sometimes the conversations are funny, and sometimes they're just kind of sweet. I love that Pina Colada song. Yeah, I do. Rihanna has had a huge impact on my songwriting. I'm diving into the ocean, finding that one fish that has the toxins, and I'm just drinking those toxins all day. Maybe they're saying, like, you should now go forth and rock. It's like a peace be with you situation. I also have a playlist called F Jams. One and two. <laughs> Just in case. We dance to a jazz version of my favorite things. Soundtrack to my life. It's available exclusive on Spotify. It's a exclusive. I'm going to try to make that word take off. It's a music plus talk show, meaning I can play songs in their entirety. So think of this as an interactive playlist with some of the coolest creative people I know. And you should know, too. Soundtrack to my life. A Spotify exclusive. Hi, I'm Mike Bobbitt. I am a lot of things. I'm a comedian, I'm a podcaster, I'm a writer, an actor, and a storyteller. But most of all, I'm a dad now. Movies were an important part of my childhood, and I'm hoping they'll be an important part of my kids' childhood, too. So through this podcast, I talk to my friends about movies that were important to them when they grew up, and I also talk to my friends who are parents about their experiences introducing their own kids to movies. This is Movies for Kids. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever grow up. Sometimes I wonder if I know it's me. I know it's me. I have one of my closest friends on right now. You know, he's the best man at my wedding, and uh, you know, he's like my uh, my hetero life partner. He's my creative partner. He's made me a better person. Uh, love him to death, DJ Dangler. How you doing? I'm so good. Thank, thanks for letting me be part of this. Yeah, I know. It's sort of like a weird start where I called you up and, <laughs> and then I introduce you after we talk for a minute. Oh, yeah, it, it is kind of yeah, kind of hitting the ground running, but but the conversation I, I feel ready to have. Like I don't need a whole lot of prep for this. Right, podcasts are so artificial. Hey, this is what I was wondering about. Like you grew up with a lot of older siblings. Do you think that mm-hmm. affected movies that you saw growing up? Because you're one of the smartest people, if not the smartest friend I have, and most cultured friend. And do you think it helped having older siblings growing up? Uh, I definitely do, but I do. I, I think I want to. I want to amend your statement. People think I'm smarter than I am because I look so dumb. <laughs> That's not true. No, it is. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stupid. But people expect stupid. It's like when a hillbilly has good diction, and you're like, "Oh, if they weren't a hillbilly, they'd probably be like a scientist." And you're like, "No, they'd probably just be not a hillbilly." <laughs> oh well. <laughs> but but I do definitely think that being the youngest in a big family. I think it affected me dramatically two ways. One, I've had to defend everything I've ever liked. Okay. So it is one of those, like, if I like something, my immediate response is like, okay, how is this garbage? 
So I do think I kind of like, and I don't, I think it's, it's totally okay to like garbage. You know, does that make sense? Like, Oh yeah. I, yeah. Like I'm not, I love the dare. I love the Deadpool movies. Those mm-hmm. aren't terrific cinema, but I think they're dynamite movies. Like yeah, they're, they're fun. They're, fresh and they're fun. They have tons of jokes. Yeah. You can like, tell that they're made with love that Ryan Reynolds really loves the Deadpool character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I also kind of like, uh, mm, some of the more recent Marvel movies, I'm like, well, these are all just filler. This is all just fancy bread, but I like fancy bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. Um, I, I talk about two comic book movies. Sorry. I'm just thinking about <laughs> things, things that I don't consider great that I really like. And I want to prove that I'm not as smart as you said I was. <laughs> uh, I know you're you're so good with taking compliments, <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say. Uh, but I also think being the youngest in a big family, I was shown grown-up scenes and stuff immediately. Yeah, like when your sisters are babysitting you, they watch what they want to watch. Mm-hmm. So I can remember watching like not. Movies that were too old for me, not like, oh my god, I can't, but like, movies I didn't give a crap about. I, Death Becomes Her is so unfunny when you're nine. <laughs> right. But you know it I mean? has oh, very that, cool special effects when you're nine. It's great. Yeah, it, it's a wonderful movie that I love right now. But I can remember like sitting in a theater and being like, my sisters are mean. And they don't know what funny is. My mom took me to see Blade Runner when it came out. So I was probably like 11 or 12 years old. And it became one of my favorite movies. But watching Blade Runner now, it's like, this is a very slow procedural, basically. And it really doesn't have an, you know, it has one action scene during the movie. But then it really has, you know, the action scene at the end. But it's basically an hour and a half of people talking. Yeah, it is odd the uh, the way expectations and and just environment can infect or can affect how much you like something. Yeah. Now, one one of the things that I I think at least on my end that made us become more than just hey we're a couple guys from the Midwest who do comedy and we both live in Los Angeles now was when I had you read a Bob's Burgers script that I wrote and you really, your critique of it was so thoughtful. And I realized since writing things with you, you are very thoughtful about any of the art that you take in and you have a very high standard for the art that you really, really like. And there has to be multiple layers to it, like Venture Brothers, where that's a thing that just gets better with repeat viewing. Do you think that's from like one of your sisters as a college professor? Do you think that's something that like she taught you or? I think I had to, as someone who is not much of a rule follower, I was instituted a lot of sets of rules like in my life. Right. So I like it when stories adhere to their own, like I say forever, I can believe anything. I'll I'll accept whatever world you make so long as you follow your own rules. Right. If Hulk Hogan can beat up 20 dudes, mm-hmm. why is he struggling with one? Yeah. I have a hard time watching Spider-Man do anything 
Because if Spider-Man can pick up a truck, Spider-Man cannot punch a robber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, so yeah. I do have a little bit of, like, world... Like, if things make sense... If things make sense, it makes me just so happy. Like, if if the guy writing the science nonsense understands science better than I do, he's in charge. Now, do you think that's why you were kind of driven to start creating stuff on your own just because a lot of other stuff doesn't stick to its own rules. So you wanted to make something that you respect or how did you become not just a, someone who takes in and consumes art, but someone who makes art general boredom and never feeling like anything was mine. I'm not a very good fan. Like we've talked about this before. I love, a handful of things. I mean, I like all sorts of stuff. I watch a ton of movies. I read a lot of books. But, like, when you're like, oh, what's your favorite? I'm like, I don't really have that. But things I love, like, things I go bonkers for, keep that kind of sacrosanct world, you know, like that. Uh, like, I love that. I, uh, you taught me how to write spec scripts. Like, that wasn't a thing I did. I like to leave them alone. Yeah. So maybe that's why, like, I never wanted to, I never wanted to write a Wolverine story. I wanted to make up a character to meet Wolverine. Like things I encounter exist in their own. I've never felt like I was allowed access to that. Mm -hmm. I felt like I could never tell you what Michelangelo or Leonardo were supposed to say. But if I made up a new guy, I could put him in their world and make them play. So what did you grow up with? What were, what were some of the things that really stuck to you when you were just a uh, a wee DJ? I think this would have surprised you in like the middle of our friendship. Not early because you wouldn't have known anything and not currently because you know me pretty well. I grew up, I don't want to like disparage it because I, I love how, I grew up so redneck that it was all like 80s. Like I grew up with G.I. Joe. So like, did which I. Has, which has no art. To it. Yeah, it, it was a very clever toy commercial. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like it's not it, not a toy commercial. It's a war propaganda. Yeah. Did you I read the GI Joe comics too, or just watch the cartoon uh, show? Just a little bit. Uh, oh, okay. I I kind of got into comic books before I could read. Hmm. Because like I'm the youngest in a great big family. Right. Like my my cousins who could read, or. My, I had uh, one of my sisters had a boyfriend that told me all about GI Joe comics. Like he told me, like Storm Shadow's dead in the comic books. I was like, what? Oh my! Like my head split open. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I couldn't believe. It. What? Tell me everything about. Like I have an older cousin named Charlie that like introduced me to most things nerdy. Right. And we used to play like a silly game of twenty questions where he would just cap me off at twenty for questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're allowed to ask me 20 things about the about the book it and then I don't have to talk to you anymore today. Right. And I would like throw out 10 right away <laughs> and then come back with five good ones and then come back with five good ones. What do you think I should introduce Benji to when he gets older? Um first and foremost take cues from him like see what he likes. Yeah. Cuz that's going to influence everything but just stuff that Hell, I hope to find out he likes sometime and then 
for him to be shocked when he knows I know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Mm. I'm very scared because my, my friend Jeff was telling me that uh, he overheard his daughter telling a friend, yeah, I don't really like Star Wars that much. I just say I do to make my dad happy. And that yeah. broke my heart. This is something I just recently realized. And this is silly, but I think you'll get it. My dad has always wanted me, like, my dad pretends he's a big sports fan. Right. And, like, he watches it a little bit, but, like, he's not a good sports fan. He doesn't pay attention. He does not know the game. You've never been tackled in your whole life. <laughs> does that mean, like, I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. But uh, that's as childish and silly as everything I like. Like, my dad trying to get me to like baseball was just, that's what he liked when he was a little boy. And it was every bit as frivolous and nonsensical as comic book movies. Right. And, like, I can remember always thinking, like, oh, that's what's important. That's not important. That's just what my idiot dad liked. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if, like, because my dad was very much into sci-fi and fantasy, and I am now, too, but my dad never really tried to push any of it on me. I wonder if it was just one of those things that my dad was withholding enough of affection that I just, <laughs> I don't want to do that to Benji though. I don't want to reverse psychology him into being a star Wars fan. That's gonna... <laughs> yeah, your kid's just always trying to gain your approval through Sega Genesis video games. <laughs> It's going to be some weird. He's got a bunch of old eight bit games. The way hipster kids have vinyl records. Yep. <laughs> oh, do you want to see my cartridge collection? Jesus Christ! I hate your mustache. <laughs> well, one thing for sure, um, I am incredibly lucky to have you as a friend, and you are the sounding board that I bounce my feelings off of a lot of times, and. You've always given me a new way to think about things. And I hope that the time comes that, you know, if there's something he doesn't feel comfortable coming to me and asking me, I, I hope that he relies on you the same way I rely on you. And, <laughs> well, you can break it to me one day nicely. Like, hey, I just want to tell you, Benji doesn't really think Harrison Ford's that good of an actor. <laughs> you called him Harrison Ford. It was your kid's very clever. <laughs> uh, the, he'll win my approval, but with Harrison Board. <laughs> yeah. I'm honestly thinking when you were like, what should he watch? This yeah. is just my guess. I'll bet your boy is going to care way more about what video games you played than what TV shows you watched. Oh, no. I'm not good at video games. <laughs> no, and that won't matter. He'll just like. That would be my guess. Like, if you really wanted to shape the way he thought, I, I honestly think maybe, yeah, show him Warcraft 3 or some nonsense. Yeah. I think those are the stories. Mm, it's so much like, like maybe now with the social distancing that we're going through, my dad loved baseball because that's what he did with the other boys. Right. I love comic books because that's how I found out who were my friends were. Like, I, I do think that, yeah, I think he's probably going to care way more about Fortnite than he is about the Marvel MCU. Yeah. MCU's for dads. Kids are playing games. That's a good point. I'm going to have to learn how to play Fortnite. <laughs> <It looks like. laughs> 
Yeah. Um, the games I play tend to be like the really like 20 hour long, unless you do some of the side quests, single player games that are story driven and have some sort of tongue in cheek element to them, like um, Fallout. I, I think that'll be the things that like those will be the characters that people hang on to the way the boomers had my generation has, has comic book heroes. The way I have no trouble wearing a Batman t-shirt, right? Like, I think kids will have whatever they are. Uh, the kids from Animal Crossing t-shirts. Yeah. Maybe it will be music and can be like me and currently wearing a Dead Milkman t-shirt. You know? A band that I liked in high school. But, you know, here I am 30 years later still wearing. This was well, just talking about band shirts. Sorry for, this is just a tiny little tangent. Mm-hmm. But, uh. It's so fun for me to realize, like, what sticks around to the younger generation. Uh, I was substitute teaching for a little while. Yeah. And granted, this is a tiny little sample, whatever. But, like, the tiny little town that I was substitute teaching in, you would think Slipknot was the most culturally relevant band to come out of my college years. That's so weird. I But... They just made good T-shirts. Does that make sense? Like they they looked. Co- I don't think most of those fourteen-year-old equivalent to whatever a goth kid is called today. Mm-hmm. I don't think those kids even listen. I don't think they listen to Slipknot any more than the Potheads in nineteen ninety-five listened to the Grateful Dead. They just bought tie-dyed shirts. Yeah, I, I guess. In you know, with that analogy, I owned Iron Maiden T-shirts before I really listened to Iron Maiden, just because I thought Eddie was a cool character. Yeah, uh, how many how many rednecks uh, bought tool shirts because they made cool shirts? Yeah, and maybe knew the one song on the radio was actually by Perfect Circle. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I I would get I still kind of get angry when I see people wearing Ramones shirts where I'm like, name one song. Yeah, I, I do think like comic books are. I can remember uh, I was at a fair this summer or maybe last summer. Nope, it was this summer. I was at like a county fair and a kid was talking to another kid. I'm just walking there with my wife and he didn't know all of the Avengers on his shirt. <laughs> and I wanted to like take it for like I can remember I'm like I made fun of my roommate for wearing a band that he didn't yeah. I, got, I got mad at a twelve year old. I could just see <laughs> yelling at a twelve year old, take that shirt off and yeah. people not understanding yeah. why. <laughs> I know that's not. I, I can't yell that at young men in right. a stand. <laughs> that six four man was just yelling yeah. at that twelve year old kid to undress. Yeah, and it's not going to help. And I'm like, you don't get that. He doesn't appreciate Ant Man. <laughs> it's not going to make me sound more sane. <laughs> I hear him crying in the background. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Go go check him. Go check him. But thank you so much for doing this, DJ. I, I love you to death. You're. You're everything to me, man. You're. Uh... I'm sorry. I gave, I gave you no concrete answers. <laughs> no, but we had a conversation. That's that's what I wanted. Yeah. There aren't any concrete answers. There's, you know, discussions. Yeah. If I'm ever babysitting your kid, I'm going to make him watch Avatar The Last Airbender. That would be fine. I, I'm yeah. looking forward to you introducing him to Hellboy, both yeah. the movies and the comics. That would be great. I can't wait for it, man. All right. Drive safe. I will. I love you so much. Love you, too. Bye. Bye, buddy.